previously on Starship Impala. So you guys are on the stump rocket, and Sazigi is at the helm. Our science officer, Torque, you see the comms uh, sync signal. You open up the comm channel and you see security from Absalom Station. They say, you're an unauthorized departure from Absalom Station. Please return and check out properly or we'll have to open fire. (laughs) (laughs) And Sump Nugget says, to hell with them, we can take them. (laughs) Things are not looking good. You guys have taken a lot of damage and they haven't taken much. Hey, uh, I, uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. And, uh, something I guess is, what? <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna go for the starboard side. So you head to the starboard escape pods, and you get in. And the escape pod jettisons, and up in the cockpit, That rat tail's abandoned us! <laughs> what? I will have my revenge on Suzuki someday, if we survive this. Mark my word. Coming to you from a floating escape pod in outer space. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Starship Impala. I'm your Galaxy Master Joseph, and with me today are four familiar voices. Starting with the man on my right. Hi, I'm Connery. I usually play Dr. Walton Mascon, and I used to play Torque, but now I don't play any of those people. <laughs> <laughs> You're a nobody. I'm a nobody. <laughs> and next to him. Uh, hi, I'm Justin. I normally play Amity. But um, I'm the same thing. Right now, I'm nobody. Just looking for a character. Looking for my opportunity. <laughs> We're souls without vessels. <laughs> and across the table from him, Jacob, who is also experiencing an identity crisis. <laughs> and last... I like how we all said it differently. It's Talia playing Suzuki, who is uh, the same character, but... <laughs> I am growing to not like this character very much. I'm a you know, terrible person. That's more interesting, goblin. though. It is. It is. It makes you're, you're you very interesting. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Unless you plan I on staying the same. I can't control what comes out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah. I could just, totally just stay the so, same. Yeah. Just leaves in the middle of the arc. Right. It's time for everybody's favorite t- segment. Tabletop topic. Tabletop topic. Can you guys, like, top this? <laughs> Last week. Uh, Suzuki was part of the Stumpies, and she had to abandon ship. I had to. I had to. She, you don't understand. understand. She had to. I had to. <laughs> After screwing them over so, so many times. <laughs> and because Suzuki abandoned ship, our tabletop topic today is, have you ever had an abandoned ship moment where you've just had to just call it quits and get out of there? <laughs> um. So... Me and Jacob both worked at this film company that I won't name because I feel like that'd be slander. But uh, while we worked there, we we did we did a lot we did a lot of work for them, and I will say Jacob st- stuck it out longer than me. But 
I got passed over for a hired position and I'd done a lot of work. I organized their like horror spec scripts. I, I, I felt like I'd just done a lot for them and then and spent a lot of time there and the entire time they were promising me like a hired position. And then when they finally passed me over for that, I was like, you know what? I think you're just using me and not paying me. I'm done. So I just kind of, that was my point, right? Literally that day when they gave that other person the job over me, I went up to the, um, what was she? Like, the main assistant. The main assistant. And I was like, I'm done. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Hashtag pay up Hollywood. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if you live. had an apron, you would throw yes. it down. But guess what? Now I am getting paid. Exactly. Well, there you go. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, it's, a, it's pretty bad how th- stuff like that can happen in the film oh, it's industry. Disgusting. And they were sketch as hell, by the way. Uh, and then for me, uh, I was helping a YouTube channel. I won't say the name either. Yeah. But I was helping them with some like very ambitious ideas they had. <laughs> I remember these guys. Uh. <laughs> and I was really, it was, they seemed really cool. They had a lot of great ideas and they were doing some cool videos, but their ideas were way too ambitious and no one was getting paid. And a lot of people were like, what the heck's going on? And then finally I was like, yeah, I'm just going to. I hit up one of the main guys running it who I was more cool with, not the main main guy, because I knew he was. He was a weirdo. A little bit of a charismatic creep. (laughs) But yeah, I hit up one of the main guys and I was like, yeah, dude, I I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna go focus on some of my other stuff. He was like, oh, yeah, sure. And you did so much stuff for them, too. Yeah. Yeah, Like, you were their guy. Yeah. It was a lot. If Jose was here, his would probably be the same. Because that's what I remember that one time. Yeah. He was working for him and they like told him they he he was they never told him he was supposed to bring his own equipment. And then he showed up and they told him he was supposed to bring his own equipment. And the director's like yelling at him in front of the entire crew for not bringing equipment. Yeah. Even though they never told him. And he literally called me from set and was like, Can you come pick me up? I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) And this was like I was he was all the way in Santa Clarita and I was like, Yeah man, I'll come get you. No, it was Simi Valley. That's so far. Well, was, I yeah, I, that's still super far. Simi Valley, Santa Clarita. <laughs> I drove past Magic Mountain. So Santa yeah, Clarita. it was. Santa t- Clarita is still technically. That was a terrible weekend. We were all too exhausted for no good reason for that. <laughs> all right, so mine, <laughs> uh, kind of a similar storyline. I was at because um, I I coach volleyball, so I was at this club. I'm not going to name it. But um, it was like the same thing. I've been there for like four years. I was ended up being like one of the coaches with the most seniority, and like I was, had a solid spot there. Um, but then like our owner ended up like kind of selling it to like this bigger volleyball brand to like help bring in more money and more like advertising and just make us look better. And then that like bigger corporation like went bankrupt. So then we had no money. So then like. It was really difficult to like pay the coaches, so I didn't get my paycheck on time. I got it like months late, and I would like call this guy, like the new owner, and he was like super sketchy. He was like, "Oh yeah, I got all this like money in China, so I need to like go get it and like liquefy it and like bring it back." I'm like, "What? What are you doing yeah. over there?" What are you doing? <laughs> so like, the season ended, and I was like, "Whew, okay, I'm done with that." Um, but then like they tried to like keep it going into the next year, and I was like, "Screw this, I'm not, I'm out." So I went and I went to a different club where like my dad and my brother work and I still work there now. Nice. So it's good. Hey. But I had to get out of there. Maybe he was in China trying to find a gorilla that could play volleyball. Probably. <laughs> That's probably what he was doing. Yeah. To no avail. <laughs> but yeah, so I think they're actually like totally gonzo now. Wow. But they had like another year after I left and it was like really bad. Mine, I'll say, will come from, it's a story 
from my recent Montana trip. Ooh. This is well, so I traveled from Montana back down to Los Angeles, and um, I was in Grand Tetons. I wanted to do a like a sunrise hike, and I got all the gear up and ready to go. I was, you know, I was really excited to do one of these. Uh, it was a short, like just like like mile and a half uphill and you get to see the beautiful sunrise over the Grand Tetons and all of those, those mountain peaks and it would have been great. And it was pitch black. I had my headlamp and all I could see was what the headlamp showed me and all of the signs were telling me not to go up alone because there are a lot of bears there and yeah. the, like Buddy's right where right yeah. where the trailhead is there's a huge sign that says like uh beware of bear like here like make sure not to you know to make noise not to travel alone uh and like not to travel like in the dark <laughs> and i was doing all of those things um i was doing all of those things and i was just like nope nope like this is this is a sign and then there was a sign before that had said like one of the paths was a specific uh it's called like the emily something trail that's close by and that's where one of the record um like bear deaths have or you know like oh, bear attacks and deaths have occurred so i was like nope that's it and i ended up just totally i didn't even step one foot onto the trail i was just like nope i can't do this I can't be by myself doing this so i just went somewhere else and you saw and another sign that said good choice tally choice. Yeah. <laughs> you have made the right decision yeah, yeah. it was like, i was good because i yeah yeah I, I ended up going to, to a lake and watching the sunrise from the lake and watching oh, it just the moon. sounds much better yeah it was much yeah. more yeah appropriate for a solo traveler yeah, yeah. Mine was on set. Um, the only time I've ever really, really let, walked off. Kind of not though, but basically it was it was an overnight shoot, and it was I had a last minute call on it. Like the guy asked me like the day before if I could do it, and I had already had it was on a Friday night, and I had somewhere to be Saturday at ten. So I was like, all right, how late? And he said, oh, you know, it won't go past three. So I said, okay, I'm gonna take that word, and if it's three o'clock, I'm going to leave because I have somewhere to be at ten the next day. Like I, you know, that way I can still at least get like six hours of sleep. He said, yeah, that's fine. Like. You know, it won't go past three. So we get going. But the whole shoot, the the producer was just all just uh, did really got on my nerves a lot. He 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 moved my slate at one point and like hit it and then was like yelling at me for not having the slate. And I was like, you're the one And I found out he was the one that did, and I was like so close to telling him off. And I was like, no, I got to be, you know, he didn't have food there on time. We ended up with cold pizza three hours later than we were supposed to. And so it was just not going well. At the very end of the day, it was getting close to three. And I told my boss, I was like, I was like, hey, it's getting close to three, just so you know. Like, it's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't think it would take this long. But you said, I told you you could leave at three. You can leave at three. At least and he was kind about it. Like, yeah, yeah. No, he, because he knew it. I mean, it wasn't his, it was all this, like, basically this producer's fault. And, you know, and, and, and the thing is, I was almost like, we will probably wrap by like 3.30. Maybe I'll stay. I was starting to like pack things up because we were all, we only had a couple shots left. So the DP told me, hey, pack up anything you don't need. We don't need. And then the DP is moving the camera from for the next shot. And so the producer comes up to me and he's like, hey, you got to move that camera for him and actually do your job. And I was like, I was so I was like ready to just tell him. I'll be like, do my job. Like you got us cold pizza. Like you moved my, you were touching my stuff and maybe like, and like I was about to go off on it, but then I, I was like literally 250 and I was like, I took a deep breath and I, I and then go. I was like, and then as soon as it, I was like started watching my clock as I was packing up and as soon as it hit three, I was like, all right, Sadia, I'm leaving. And like told my friend like, I'm out of here. Uh, you know, and, and luckily, I like I already told him that, so that's why I was like, I didn't really walk off because they knew, but like I would have stayed if they weren't. If that guy yeah, wasn't such a jerk, I would have yeah. stayed into the extra like thirty minutes it would have taken to finish. But mm -hmm. yeah. so that was my abandoned ship moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Last time, we met the Stumpies, and they ended up getting in trouble with Absalom Station security for leaving, un- for an unauthorized <laughs> ship leaving the station. And here's the thing, a minute passed. <laughs> <laughs> and it ended up, the combat really was only a minute. I don't know if space combat is still around as a minute or not, because there's, no, there's no, like, yeah, there's not, like, spells or anything, or yeah. I guess there is, I don't know, we should check, but I would assume it still is, because yeah, I would right? assume it's still. Mm-hmm. It's fast. Um, so it was probably only, like, a minute of real time. But this the security was more than the Stumpies could handle, and their ship was on the brink. So Sazigi decided that instead of sticking around and going down with the ship, she was just going to peace out of there. She headed to the starboard escape pods, and she got in one and ejected. And Stump Nuggets swore that he would have his revenge on her for her abandoning them. But he might not even make it out of this fight. We don't know. <laughs> so, so we pick up. With Sazigi floating in an escape pod, launching out in the direction of wherever the starboard side of the stump rocket was facing, all alone. One is the loneliest number <laughs> there could ever be. And you know, my hands to the glass, looking out the window. <laughs> she sees like the, the stump not getting like blasted. <laughs> Two could be as bad as one, but it's the loneliest or the loneliest number than the number one. And I think it's cold. Like I want to say it's probably cold in there, and I'm just yeah, space blanket. Yeah, yeah. I like look at my options, see what I have in there. Uh, There's a life support to last you seven days and food for seven days, and there's also a distress beacon inside the escape pod. Oh, okay. So I guess I wait until I. There's no way of piloting this. It just kind of goes. Nope. Yeah, there's no way to pilot it. It just shoots off until it hits something for seven (laughs) days. So the hope is that if you don't hit anything, the distress beacon, someone will pick up. Right, okay. So I want to get out of eyesight or eyeline of um, the stumpy, uh, the stump rocket. So your escape pod keeps drifting, and you wait, and after, and you <laughs> look back, and you and you keep seeing, you see the lasers fly across between those fighters and the sump nuggets, and after a while, you've floated far enough away that you can can't even really see them except the glow of some laser shots going back and forth. Uh, so I, I I just start contemplating everything, and I start thinking about what Walton said a while back when he was yelling at me. The easiest thing to do isn't the right thing to do. And realized that he had a lot of good and kind things to say, and I was being probably extremely mean to him when I didn't mean didn't need to be, especially because like I don't feel like I'm a part of any group now. I'm just so alone. This is so good. I have no this tribe. Is what you need. This is this is this is your turnaround <laughs> arc. Uh, so, so if there, if I, can I, if I look out the window and I see nothing? You seem to be, you seem to be far enough away now. You can barely see them. But like, there's no like planet close by. Um, you, I would say that the window kind of like only faces like backwards, like towards where you came from. So you can't really, you don't see Absalom Station, but you assume it's fairly close because you didn't make it very far. Well, I make a distress signal hoping. Although you don't know which way it was from, so Starbird could have shot you away from it, right? So (laughs) You just see Absalom Station floating away. Get it! That would suck. I think, like, I'd like to, like, spend the next couple of days not putting this distress signal, but, like, so we can fast forward, I guess. Okay. And And so a couple of days later, I would say I, I put out the distress signal, because obviously I don't hit the... You don't hit Absalom I don't hit Absalom, yeah. so I'm a little bit more worried, and distress signal... So you hit that distress signal, 
and after what feels like maybe an hour or two, you feel your escape pod shake, <gasps> and it starts. You can see out the window the trajectory moving in another direction. I've been caught. I hope it's someone uh, with food. <laughs> and she's gone through all seven days of rations already. <laughs> she's feasting. <laughs> as you move, all of a sudden out the window, you can see that you're being brought aboard a very large ship. <gasps> it's beautiful. Do, do I recognize it? Uh, or recognize you can, anything you can about do it? like a uh, um, culture check to see if you know okay. maybe like the, the make and model, the uh, size. 100% do not know. Okay, so yeah, you don't know what kind of ship it is. You just know it's big. Bigger than the stump rocket was and bigger than the pack rat was. Oh my goodness. It's so glorious. Maybe I can be a part of this crew. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a crazy person. <laughs> Just need a home. The Buffalo Rome. <laughs> so your skate pod makes it into what looks like a hangar bay and sets down. And from that back window, you see the doors of the hangar open and a tall, big vest with wearing um, like a fancy coat and uh, a bandana tied around his head. <laughs> Uh, with a sword approaches you. He is flanked on one side by a small Yasoki and an o- a little otter creature, and on the other side by an android. And oh, a Vesk yeah. and a Yasoki and a Vesk, a Yasoki, an otter, an otter type creature. And it's human sized. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's medium sized, right? So it's probably more like because Yasokis are technically medium too. Oh, they are. Okay, yeah. they probably. So I think it's more. Size. I think it's more right. like Yasoki size. Yeah. And the then Vesk just like that's feel terrifying. Huge. <laughs> And then an android as well. What a what a motley crew. <laughs> what, a, what a bunch. What a, what a bunch. And a Sissy. So I like I first like you know make myself up to make my look a little bit more presentable. Fix <laughs> your hair. Yeah, fix my hair. Like adjust my 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 um. Your bloody eye patch. <laughs> and uh, like yeah, I go I go for it. I have nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose. So I open up the the hatch. So the hatch of your escape pod opens. And the vest calls out to you. Who are you? Hello, I'm Ziggy. <laughs> Who are you? Who? What is this? My name is Captain Strosnog Skullsplitter. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Oh, Skullsplitter. <laughs> that is an intimidating name. It makes boss look a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Let's just say that I have earned it. Uh, and also, he's huge, right? He's, yeah. eight, he's like eight He's a best, yeah. So he's real big. And yeah, you're, it's like a goblin. And he, yeah, he looks even bigger because he's next to a goblin than the Ahsoki. I mean, the and the backlight of the yeah. hangar is behind him, so he has like, like a halo. Yeah. And I say, are are you the captain of this ship? Yes, this is my vessel. Oh, that's glorious. <laughs> Do a diplomacy check and see how he. Uh, you're complimenting him pretty much, pretty yeah. well, so I think. Uh, oh, uh, ten. Okay, but yeah, you you complimented him twice now. Yeah. So he's he looks a little, he kind of relaxes a little bit. He says, "Yes, it is a glorious <laughs> festival. Thank you." Um, yeah, I say, uh, thank thank you for picking up my signal and and pulling me in. I was stuck out there for so long. What happened? <laughs> well. I was a part of this other ship, a glorious ship, but not as glorious as this one. 
it was pretty run down, but I helped build it, so I, I really felt a part of it. And we just, we got attacked, and we couldn't hold them, and I, we all tried to escape, but I was the only one that could. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> That's a bluff! <laughs> uh, yeah, but first, uh... Y- uh, you know, you were the science officer, so you know that when you scanned this escape pod, it didn't have any like information of what ship it came from or anything. So this oh. would explain it because they built the ship themselves. So it would okay. explain why it didn't have a base. So maybe you say something okay. to that effect. I was like, well, Captain, it would seem that she is not lying. That this did indeed come from. It did launch from a ship, and we don't have to have stats on. You're the otter. I am the otter. <laughs> the otter from Savannah. I shall introduce myself to you as well. My name is C.H. Wellington the Fifth. <laughs> and the captain says, "Interesting." So this is this was a custom ship you built, and you say you're the only survivor. Uh, as far as I know, I was the only one that that could escape safely. All right, do a bluff check. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get? Oh goodness! Um, nine. 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 Uh, Wait, hold on, let me get this, Captain. The creature is not maintaining eye contact and looking in all sorts of different directions, and her heart rate has increased. She is lying. Mm. Uh, excuse me, what, what's your name? I am Clarity Eleven. I am an android. Well, there must be something uh, wrong in your, in your, uh, your system. Stuttering. That's also a sign of lying. I've rebuilt him eleven times. <laughs> uh, he knows what he is saying. Nothing gets past exactly, him. Father. <laughs> <laughs> My android friend speaks with much clarity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Captain, this ship is in really good condition. I don't think they were uh, falling apart or in any danger at all. Interesting. Looks like you're a liar, Suzuki, twice over. (laughs) So what is your story then, Suzuki? Well, I... To be honest, I really didn't know that crew very well. I was just... I was just on it to try and uh, escape, to try and find the beautiful Besmara on the Star Wraith. Uh, that's my ultimate goal. But um, we got, we did get caught up in, um, we did get caught up in a, a raid that we couldn't handle. Um, so I escaped and left them behind. But I didn't know them. They meant nothing to me. Her heart rate has decreased, Captain and Father. <laughs> go, go ahead, and make it, go ahead, and make it diplomacy check. <laughs> 12. So he says, mm, you're a fellow follower of Besmara, eh? Yes, she is my grace and glory. So were your crew fellow pirates? No, they weren't. They weren't much of anything, uh, to be honest. It was kind of a kind of a, a, a junk train uh, that they were that they were running. Very unorganized. I mean, I only had a few hours with them, really. And they followed Triune, which I have just totally oh, abandoned. They are a bastard indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed, father. <laughs> Come here, son. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I I am a good asset to a ship. I, I grew up on a ship all my life. I was a part of a, you know, a strong a strong team. Is that uh, so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all my life I was a part of the I was a part of the Skullbiters team. And his eyes kind of perk up. You know, Skullbites. Yes, I know him very well. It's interesting. Captain, do you know Skullbot? I think I, I actually all all of you guys would know him. So because you guys are so. Um, yeah, you guys are all pirates. Do we like him? Uh, the captain uh, says, Interesting. It's been a long time since I've seen Skullbite. Same. But uh, last time I did, we, we had a disagreement. Oh, about what? I don't know you well enough to get into that yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I understand that. 
Especially if you were once part of his crew. Oh, I see. But I'm no longer a part of his crew. It seems like she's constantly abandoning people, Captain. You don't know anyone. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, it seems like you left this Skullbiters, and you also left this other crew. How many other crews have you left? That's all, and I didn't leave the... I, uh, I didn't leave the Skullbiters. I was kicked off. She sounds like a Worse. textbook rogue. That because I was too bad. Worse! <laughs> <laughs> that does sound worse. No, it's supposed to be better! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We're very organized here. <laughs> Look, I'm a fast learner. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm a fast learner. Uh, <laughs> That's one. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me compose myself. What are your weaknesses? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fast learner, and I can, uh, and I am can be a big asset to this ship. Are uh, your weaknesses that you're too fast of a learner, and you could be too big of an <laughs> asset to this company? I mean, crew. <laughs> She could run us, run us all out of the job. Let me prove it to you. Make a diplomacy check. 11. How about we have a powwow? <laughs> well, I think the, 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 the captain, I mean, is, is going to call us shots. But um, Say something, pocket. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. Oh, you have to ask you to introduce yourself. Are you Kermit again? <laughs> well, maybe you can help us out with our current contract. Oh. Captain, we can keep her under close supervision so that we can see that she won't abandon us. Not that that will be necessary, but I totally understand. That's a very good point, son. I'm proud of you. Thank you, Father. (laughs) Let's bring her to the brig, and then I'll explain. Yes, he says, I don't trust you. AKA our toilet room. He says, I don't trust you. Now, there's actually a brig on this ship. Okay. It can hold up to eight creatures. I've been keeping people in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, he says, I don't trust you well enough to have free reign of the ship yet, but if you help us with this job and succeed, then you will have my trust. I completely understand, and I will not fail you, Srosnog Skull Splitter. We'll still keep you under close supervision. I do say it's captain to you. Clarity, take her to the brig. Yes, captain. Clarity grabs Ziggy's arm. And leads her to the brig, and the rest of these guys follow. You walk through this, out of the hangar, and you see this ship. The, the hallways are even big. It, it, it's a big ship. Um, lots of crew quarters you pass. You pass the mess hall. There's lots of people in there um, singing and doing pirate stuff. <laughs> singing? Yeah. I love it. While I'm walking with uh, Suzuki to the brig, I say, as you can see, I helped to design this ship. I am an android who very much believes in the comfort of crew and always wants <laughs> wide spaces for everyone to be comfortable. Even, Open concept! Even your brig will have a very comfortable bed in it because I believe in absolute comfort for all living things because I care for the living, thanks to my father. Thanks <laughs> to my father! <laughs> <laughs> nice little dig at Mercer there. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. It seems like that's an obvious necessity that everyone should be uh, given a ride. You're going to sleep on a cloud. You get to the brig, and you actually see um, there's already another person in one of the other cells in this brig. Ooh. It's a Lashunta woman. (gasps) Why did everyone look at me? (laughs) I'm not a woman. (laughs) It's the race you also play, so it must be someone you know. (laughs) Right? And Clarity puts Ziggy into one of the other cells, the one right next to this Lashenta woman. And Srosnog says, okay, Ziggy, listen up. We just came from Castrobel, 
and we've been contracted by someone named Zovea. Oh, Zovea. <laughs> to kidnap somebody on Absalom Station. His name is Everson Whalen. Oh, thank God. <laughs> that was me. His name is Dr. Walton now. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, get <laughs> His name is uh, Everson. His name is Everson Whalen. Apparently, she's trying to use him as bait to lure some people that she's looking for. <laughs> mm. A vlock man named Dr. Walton Mascon, first and foremost. <laughs> and the friends that helped him escape. Oh, <laughs> Captain, her heart rate is increasing. <laughs> so Zoevea is wants Zoveya. to use Everson Whalen to try and find these. Yes, she he's a starship dealer. And oh. Apparently, that she feels he has some use to them. I don't know. I, it's just a contract I accepted. Interesting. And we're gonna fulfill it, as right. always. What does she mean to do with? We're supposed to keep him as bait, so he'll we we must keep him alive and let the and let the doctor come to us. Yeah, that fool. He says, So Suzuki, do you agree to this? You help us with this, and you're in. And You'll I'm be part of the school splitters. And I'm in. Well what will happen if I can't help you find this Everson Whalen person? We'll kill you. That's right. <laughs> if you don't help us, you won't leave Absalom Station alive. Uh, well, or you could stay here in the brig forever and not even attempt. So uh, I'll say, I'm up for the task. Um, Very well. Clarity will come get you when we're at Absalom Station. Uh, thank you, Captain. And I bow to him to get my brownie points. Trosnog smiles after you bow to him, mm. and he leaves the room. And then I think to myself, maybe I use bowing too lightly. I feel like I bow to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you he appreciated it. To every single yeah. person you see. Yeah, yeah everyone. <laughs> but that's how you grew up. I mean, the captain yeah. is boss. You yeah, know? the captain's boss. So yeah, after uh, a few more hours, it actually isn't very long. You arrive at Absalom Station, and Clarity comes back down to the brig. Hello, Suzuki. It's time for you to come out. Uh, hello, hello, um, Clarity. The cloud bed was very nice. I told you it was. Mm-hmm. I order brand new beds at the first st- time we go to every port. At Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> no, at Beyond, Beyond, and Beyond. Beyond, Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's much appreciated. It's the best. It's the best living okay, situation. Okay, great. Get out of the cell. So we can go. <laughs> So this ship is actually so huge that it can't dock at Absalom Station itself, <laughs> and you guys get into a shuttle on the ship. Oh. So it's it's just the four of you. The captain, his first mate, Ooh. and two of his crew members, plus the Ziggy. So the five of you, I'm sorry. Can we, can we describe what we look like? I feel like we don't do that that often. You said you're an otter. Yeah, I'm an otter. <laughs> but I'm like, well, we're, I don't know. What are you wearing? wearing? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, what's, what, 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 do we have a color scheme? Uh, Srosnog Skull Splitter, his like big coat is red, like he has mm-hmm. like a big red pirate coat yeah. and a, a, like a red bandana. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that necessarily everybody has to wear the same color. Okay. But yeah, um, I wear like a blue and purple, like really over the top, like southern gentleman suit from like the 1800s. I feel like, and whenever I go out, I do have like a hat with a gigantic feather on. I have a blue bomber with a jacket with a red uh, plain shirt and then black pants and uh, boots. And then I am the Yosoki, so I have really big ears with like a chip in one of them from battle. And then he's got small beady eyes and then dual pistols 
And then he has like a smaller, like less intricate red coat that's like kind of like the captain says so he's the first mate but yeah. it's like a lesser scale for sure it doesn't have giant pockets on it or something is that why he's it, <laughs> got it's, a pocket it's just got a lot of pockets and yeah. he's got his mouth pouch i guess right you can hold some in his mouth as he is silky and you have brown fur like jerry yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like a brown rat cute there we go and Suzuki is still in her normal her normal stuff right and they, they even have they've given you your weapons back for this um, they assume that, you know, it's four on one if anything goes down. So yeah. they know they'd rather have you equipped if, if they're going to ever trust you. Yeah. So you head to the spaceport at Absalom Station, which you've been here before, Suzuki. <laughs> Do you think back at all to the last time you were at this place? Yeah, well, the last time I was at this place, I... I, the first thing I did was immediately try and rob someone. It didn't <laughs> blow. It didn't but blow. Saying, over that, well. But that's when Walton gave you the lecture. Yeah, too. yeah. So I, rem- I, yeah, I think back to Walton's speech again, and the easiest thing to do isn't the right thing to do. Um, kind of get nervous because I'm doing something to help Zovea capture them, and I'm starting to feel a little bit guilty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guilt. This is new. Yeah, it's new. I'm like, yeah, I'm question. I don't know what this sensation is. Feeling in my heart. Uh, so I'm starting to feel a little, a little bit nervous and remembering the good times that we had with the crew, <laughs> like the jumping on uh, the top of the head of um, what's your what's your pet's Ezekiel. name? Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's yeah, good that's where Ezekiel. I jumped on his head, and that's where we kicked you off. <laughs> made, made you walk. No, that right. was back on Castro. So, but and I, I am also, I also try and I, I'm fighting the urge to pickpocket someone else. <laughs> See, but, I, 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 I but these guys probably wouldn't. They'd probably care. be impressed. They probably, yeah, they probably wouldn't care. Um, you guys get out of the spaceport at large, and Sraznog says, "Okay, here's the plan. This place, IWB Shipyards, is nearby. We'll have." Mr. Wellington approach Everson, this man Everson. Yeah. Saying you want to buy a ship. Of course. And when he leads you into one of his ships to show you around, the four of us will sneak in behind you, and that's where we'll take him out. Lovely. Then we'll bring him to an abandoned warehouse I know of and hold him there. Excellent. And beat him nearly to death. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Now, son, I brought you your sack lunch because I assumed you would forget it. No, I brought it. Then what do I have? You have... It looks like you have your own, sir. Forgive me, son. My memory must be fading. No, forgive me for not clearing this with you. I will be punished later. (laughs) You get to the IWB, and across the street is a fried dough stand. So, uh, Strasnock says, All right, we will wait here at the fried dough stand (laughs) while Mr. Wellington goes inside. All right, here I go. I um, what kind of door is this? So the sliding doors. So well, it's so inside, like you're right outside, like the entrance to the big ship. Oh, so, so it's okay. it's like a fence kind okay. of, and right now it's open because like yeah. it's you know, so it's like picture walking to like a used car lot, but it's spaceships. Gotcha. So I I, I meander inside. I'm looking like I've coin to spend, and so mm-hmm. you're dressed all fancy, dressed all fancy, and I walk in and I'm like, where is the nearest proprietor? I have coin to spend and ship wanting to buy. And you see a well-dressed human, and he says, "Hello there, sir." No, Everson Whalen. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were something other. I'm like, no, other one. <laughs> He's taking back. He's like, "Sir, are you not here to buy a ship?" I am. Are you the manager of this establishment? I want to speak to the man right at the top. That that would be me. Well, I'm one of three managers. Everson Whalen. <laughs> 
You will do then. <laughs> How can I help you today? What, what can I do to get you in one of these ships? Well, showing me around will be a fine start. <laughs> Good. What kind of ship are you in the market for? So it's gotta be something big enough that you can take him into. So not like a fighter or something. But yeah. I'm looking for like a like a space BMW. <laughs> <laughs> That's not big. No, it's not big like enough. a luxury yacht though, maybe. Yeah, like a, a luxury a... cruiser, let's say. Something to take me and the little autolings on and my android son. <laughs> Very well, sir. We've got a great selection of those right this way. Awesome. And he takes you nearby. You know, he has those nice luxury yachts towards the front of the lot. Yeah. Do I pass the, by the group? Which group? Like you guys. Because they're all the outside. Stage. Can you like see me? Like leading him uh, somewhere? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, so you're you're like inside the you, the lot, right? The, yeah. the spaceship lot. And they're they're across the street. They, they can like fully see you. Okay, like, good. I, I give him a wink stuff. as I'm walking. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm buying a pretzel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I give away everyone's buying pretzels. <laughs> Nobody sees. Yeah. Exactly. What's that one? This one here is a Sovacala Corp luxury cruiser. I go, hmm. I walk around it stroking my bristles and I go, how long is it? So this here is a cool 200 feet long. Oh, that might be just perfect. I'd love for you to show me the inside if that is at all possible. Of course it is, sir. This you're gonna like this one too. It has a it has a fully socked with a kitchen a and kitchen. three luxury quarters. Oh my goodness, that's <laughs> one more than I have my old ship. <laughs> uh, let's go on inside. Yeah. Um, Can I like use my comm link and tell him to see if it's soundproof? <laughs> but I, I think as you go in, you notice that like the the ambient noise from the s- space station around you has has gone. Like you can't hear it anymore. It so seems it's... like my question has answered itself. Yeah. I feel like um I do like a signal where like I click my earpiece like ding 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 nice. <laughs> to signal everybody. Yeah. So then and I just start going through like drawers and like sifting through things like really just checking out seemingly every inch of this yeah. space. And so as he, as he gets the signal, Strasnog with a mouthful of fried dough is like, oh, I, I fell. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like shoving this fried dough in his mouth. He's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> as he walks across the street. <laughs> and Pockets just show. nibbling on a little piece of it. <laughs> I have like donuts around my arm. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like a gauntlet. And I don't know how to eat donuts yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just standing there idly, mashing them against your forehead. As a uh, Mr. Wellington, you guys are checking out one of these luxury quarters. You see behind you. Well, I guess I'll do a stealth check. Yeah. So that's a pretty good self check in his perception. Oh, he got a natural one in his perception, so he definitely doesn't yeah. notice as but Wellington, you see Strasnog standing in the doorway behind you. And he doesn't say anything yet. So and I'm afraid this is not your lucky day. You're not interested? What's wrong? Do you need do you need more closets in here? <laughs> I need I need more closets and you're gonna soon need more bones. And it's like, what are you talking about? I kinda make a point. <laughs> And he turns around, and Strasnog's skull splitter just whacks him on the side of the head as hard as he can with his big vest hands. And Everson just falls out cold onto the ground. <laughs> nice one, Captain. Good work, Mr. Wellington. As always, your scrushiness. <laughs> Clarity, drag him out of here. Yes, Captain. Now, so an initiate weekend at Bernie's initiative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, Father. <laughs> And then I play some 80s music. <laughs> he's still dragging the body. Okay, we need to work on I that. I take out the, some uh, sunglasses says, and put them on the body, and then I take them out. He says, yes. Now, Mr. Wellington, we'll need a distraction to get him out of the shipyard without the other employees noticing. Okay. Uh. I, I can do that. 
or what? I don't know. I, I, I. I and how know. do we know you won't just run off? Yeah. Yeah. I can keep an eye on her, Captain. I, I've got the perfect distraction. Just follow my lead. Okay. <clears throat> this is gonna hurt my throat. Help! Help! He's he's trying to steal me. He's trying to, to kidnap me. As I, I shout in the warehouse room, and then I'm like, "Run!" Is what I say, like to to uh, to you. Leaving you alone. No, no, no. I'm saying like you're trying to hold like hold on to me to make it. Is that not a good plan? I can change it. Oh, so you're saying that he would run with you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it would draw everyone out to you guys okay. while they escape. I guess. Okay. Okay. Sure. okay well, I, hey. I'm sure I'll do it. No, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. I, I look at you furious because I would never harm a child. I have a boy. <laughs> and you see, yeah, you see it. Some of the other salesmen look towards you guys, and they're like, "Whoa." Uh, and they, they run, they, one of them runs into the office and, like, you know, presumably to, like, call the police or whatever. I start sprinting. Yeah. <laughs> like, with me in hand, right? Yeah, with you in hand, yeah. And so they all watch you guys. So then do you then try and find another exit besides the main one? Or do you, want, uh, sure, or do you I'll, make I'll, them try and find another exit? Like, you know, because it's like I'll they... I'll second yeah. for, like, uh, like a... To leave the main entrance make a little open for them, I, I try to like run to like a side gate and see if I can find one. It's like a perception. That is a. It's an 11. <laughs> so you can't find a side gate, but that yeah. just means that they'll have to. Yeah. So you, you look around, but it, since you're in such so, so much pressure, so time sensitive, you can't find another side gate immediately. So you just run for the main exit, yeah. dragging Suzuki behind you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as. Kind of everyone at the car lot turns their attention to this otter dragging a goblin <laughs> through the lot. <laughs> uh, Srosnog and Clarity and Pocket go down the ramp of this luxury yacht with dragging the unconscious Everson. And Srosnog looks around. He makes a perception check. And he says, there's a side exit back this way. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> and so you guys are all going to roll stealth checks. But you'll, you'll have a, you know, they'll have a pretty big penalty to their perception check because they're, they're because of the distraction. It's like a child napping. <laughs> yeah. I rolled a 10. Okay. 13. Yeah. So they, they because of the penalty, um, they got an 8 Woo, on their perception. Kind of just a collective for everybody there at the car lot. Um, and they don't pay any attention to the side exit, and you guys get out easily. Um, <laughs> but now we have to deal with us. Yeah. So Sarazanak said... What are you guys doing? I said, since Ziggy made the worst plan in the world, she made me out to be a child napper. <laughs> says, well, you're, you're going to have to ditch the heat before you come to the warehouse. Clarity, right? my boy. Don't believe what they tell you in the papers. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm, but, I'm on the comms. Oh, the comms. Yeah. Oh. The comms. And then yeah, I, I, say, the I, I say, hey, don't, don't worry. I'll, 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 I'll fix this. I'll fix this. Um, and then I say, oh, 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 my goodness. I, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that it was you, father. My eye patch didn't allow me to see straight. I thought you were I thought you were another creature trying to take me away. Super bluff. <laughs> what? Who are you saying this to? I'm saying it to the people that are, are trying to that like he already like ran away. I with ran! You, this so is the most like, sister thing in the world! <laughs> You're bad at this. Yeah, that's. What I, mean. I mean, he, he like right after you said he was gonna you, he he went along with it. So if you're now like, oh, I'm sorry, it's gonna be like what? <laughs> All right. 
All right. So here's she the, was you, you in guys, a space pod. No, you guys just you guys just ditch the. I mean, just he'll just let go of you and you run off together and yeah. try and ditch the the heat. That's maybe will come right. down on you. We we cut so, down some alleyways. Yeah. Well, and so Sraznog says here. I he says Wellington. I'm sending you the coordinates to the warehouse. Meet us there once you ditch the heat. Sounds wonderful, Captain. I'll see you in. Uh, I don't know when we ditch this hot space. <laughs> Very well. The code name. The code word to get into the warehouse will be fried dough. <laughs> you must have had real fun of there, huh? <laughs> that way we'll know it's you. So yeah, you guys now, wait, uh, Wellington and Sazigi, you're, you're going to have to run through the streets. Um, so you guys find an alleyway to duck into, you said? So go ahead and make a stealth check here. 17? Super stealth, tw- a 30. Yeah, so you make that first stealth check, and it seems like... Um, and everybody, like the, there was like maybe a security robot that had found you guys and started chasing you, but he just keeps like running past the alleyway you're in. Um, and now you'll just have to kind of keep doing a few more stealth checks to make sure he doesn't like come back to you and loop around. Okay. So you head down the alleyway yeah. towards the other end of it? Yeah. We keep going. So you head towards the, you want to head towards the warehouse or away from it in case they find you? I head, I head away. I feel okay. like, I feel like I'm, I, I know the coordinates. I can meander back whenever I need to. Okay. So you run in the opposite direction of this warehouse and uh, you, you run down a few more alleyways and actually you get to a, a large market near the spaceport where there's a lot of crowds. Hmm. I put up my hood and I press X to blend. <laughs> So you guys oh, can roll. Creed. You guys can roll your stealth checks to try and blend in with this crowd now. Oh, that's good. Eighteen. Thirty. Nice. Uh, security robots. There's more security robots coming through the crowd, and they don't see either of you yet uh, for your stealth checks. And but they start saying, "Please disperse. Please disperse." And the people in the crowd start kind of backing away. Um, I disperse with them like further into the crowd. <laughs> and I poke out my feather and I make it look like I have a really long mustache now. <laughs> a mustache. A mustache. Okay. Nearby you guys is like a food stand and you Mega see bite. you see a lot of watermelons like Megabyte Express. <laughs> <laughs> you see a lot of watermelons like sitting on the shelf. Put your head in that. <laughs> Yeah, if you can carry me, I can. I can. Or I, I, you can just. I, I stick her body inside. I'm like holding. I turn my back to the robots, like I'm picking out a watermelon. <laughs> so make disguise checks. Seventeen. Seventeen too. Yeah. So they, the robots, kind of walk by and don't notice anything. They think you're just someone picking out a watermelon. <laughs> they make it through the market, and the, everyone else kind of just, as they walk through, goes back to what they're doing and. Uh, it seems like they now. You, it seems like you've lost them. All right, looks like it's over now. Come on, Zigs. So after wandering around for a few more hours to just to make sure that the robots were all gone, Wellington and Zigi, you guys head to that warehouse. Yes. And I knock on the door and I say, "Fried dough." <laughs> Clarity opens the door. Hello, Father. Son. Criminal. I give him a big hug. <laughs> And you guys have taken Everson up into an office, sort of at the at the top of this warehouse, overlooking it. It sort of probably used to be the foreman's office. So Clarity leads you up the steps to the office, where you see Everson Whalen still unconscious, tied up to a chair, and Sraznog is talking to a Lashinta woman. This the same? Sovey is a Lashinta woman. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I guess because the woman in the brig was Lashinta as well, but yeah. it's because they came from Castroville. Right, but no, yeah. this is. So she says, "Well, Captain Sraznog." You have done well. I appreciate the effort. But Suzigi. Oh, shit! Oh, no. <laughs> do you do anything once you see Zovea? I hide behind um, 
Strongsnog's um, coat. Well, she, well she's, she's talking to Strongsnog, like him, looking yeah. at, like basically. So think about it, like you enter the room, and there's Sovea's on your left, and Strongsnog's on your right. Probably with pockets next to him. With and pockets pocket pocket next, next to Strongsnog. So she's not looking at the doorway yet. She's looking straight ahead. So it's clarity and me. So you're like on her right side in her like right peripheral vision. So the door is, let's say the door is like the south side of the room. And then she's on the west side looking east. And the, and the captain's on the east side looking west of her. And Everson Wayland's tied up in the middle of the room on the chair. I'm going to try and escape. <sighs> What, do I, what else can I do? No, it's she, good. If she it's, sees it's, me, no, this, this is wait. so good. If she sees me, then so like I'm just gonna try and like stealthily, like I'll wait outside the door. That's fine because I don't want. So you're just trying to just wait right outside. Yeah, the I don't store. want Strong to be mad. That's at what me. I mean. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, or you can just try and hide in the room, or you're gonna hide like right outside the door. Well, or, either either way, or, like I'm using my yeah. stealth. The warehouse you walk through, I will say, has a lot of. It used to be like an assembly line and has a lot of parts and stuff. You can maybe hide down there as well, or you can just yeah, right outside the door or whatever. If I get a bad roll, will hiding behind an object in the room be better still? Or not necessarily? Uh, probably, because like if you're right behind the door, like as soon as if she walks out, like, yeah. there's nothing okay. good, right? Okay, so I'll try and hide behind, I don't know, like a flower pot or something. So we'll say first you do like a stealth check to walk right outside the door of this office without like the, the pirate crew noticing you or her. Nice. Now you can do whatever the Perfect. freak you want. <laughs> so as Wellington and Clarity walk through the door, they keep going, and you just stop in your tracks as you see Zovea and slowly back up without making a sound. <laughs> and they keep walking and don't notice that you're not behind them anymore. Oh my god. And you duck right around the corner of the door. Yeah, so I'm just I'm hiding and I'm um I, I guess I can still listen. I'm still yeah. right, yeah. I can still hear what they're saying. Um, I say, I don't want to, uh, overreach my rank here, um, Captain First Mate Pockets. I, I would ask for permission to speak freely, if I may. Uh, Rosnock says, uh, he turns to Zavea, actually, and he says, Zavea, my man Wellington here was very instrumental to this. You I, may I, speak. I take off my hat, and I, I say, well, ma'am. Is the feather still on your mus- on your? Uh, yeah, and I remove it from my mustache. <laughs> I put it back in my hat, and I say, "Well, you see, ma'am, uh, my son, I've been looking to add some extra parts for him. So can we have a little bit more money after this is over? <laughs> I guess Look I, at him; he's so bare. I, I smack him in the back of the head and say, "Know your place, sir." Oh, Zavia <laughs> says she kind of chuckles and says, "Well, all right then." Do you want to stick around and help me take out Dr. Mascon and his friends? I'll pay you for that. Nothing would delight me more. I love destroying my father's enemies. (laughs) Oh, my son! (laughs) A beautiful boy! I love you, father. I love you too, son! Nothing bad's ever going to happen to us! Never. We're going to live forever. (laughs) Yes! So Strasnok says, Alright, my crew is on board, and so am I. We will help you take down Dr. Walton Mascon and his friends. This is going to be so tasty. And Zovea says, excellent. And just then, uh, her data pad beeps, and the, prim- the proximity alarm is triggered. And she says, they're here. And that's where we're going to call it.
I give a gasp. <laughs> yeah, Suzuki's caught in the middle. Yeah. Her old Stuck friends and her new friends. Stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> like we're gonna her new that. friends, and one of them gave her a nickname. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Sizzigs. We're gonna see Sizzigy and be like, "What the heck are you doing here?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna be uh, so mad. Well, I'm still hiding. I'm like very. I'm, yeah, I'm so well Sizzigy's well hidden. Mm-hmm. So if you liked our show, check us out on Instagram at starship.impala.podcast. We put up all our tabletop topics there, so you can uh, play along with us. Tell us what your favorites, uh, <laughs> what your life phone moment was. Like, that's a weird the one. moment you felt <laughs> like you had to be, abandon something. It's gonna be a weird one, I guess, for Instagram. But you know, we, we do all the all the other ones too. What your favorite cookie was and all that stuff. Or check us out on Twitter at Starship Impala, where we're pretty uh, lovable there as well. Yes. <laughs> and our website, www.starshipimpalapodcast.com, where you'll find all our episodes. Uh, also, I forgot to mention our new, uh, I finally finished our like meet the crew section. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. So you can do our little meet the crew section, and uh, where you also find our Patreon link and our Dice Envy affiliate link. And yeah, yeah, they, they roll 20s whenever, when you need them to roll 20s and the most. Then yeah. don't have a I friend know. say, oh, they're good rolls. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Our theme song is by the two Jakes And with that, say goodbye everybody Goodbye everybody Goodbye everybody Goodbye